So I have a tendency to pick up um, in this sort of self-directed learning and just get really excited to make stuff habit where, you know, looking at inspiring things, things like um, things that people make in Make Magazine or uh, in the Hackaday community or going to events like IO and, you you know, seeing a location-based interactive installations of all kinds of um, purpose and uh, like complexity and different media and goals and stuff. And the, the, that's those stories and seeing, seeing how creators um, with different backgrounds can bring these kind of things about. It, it's, it's been very appealing to me. And I think it's appealing to me, even like seeds that were planted, just being uh, affected by, the kind of physical presence of our arcades and games where they are uh, in social spaces. So this kind of interest and curiosity and uh, admiration thing has been um, in my um, persona for some time. I'm affected by it. I like it. And I've been doing a little bit more to dabble and a little bit more to study it over time. And well, with that dabbling and studying, I've been keeping an eye out, looking around for, well, when does it make sense for their, you know, to, you know, to do this kind of thing? Well, there's Halloween. Halloween's kind of a straightforward one where since I don't have an arcade and I don't have a, uh, a business with a physical, like public facing presence, uh, well, then the, I, I, I have, uh, there's foot traffic when folks come by the house for Halloween. What could I do for that? And so for, you know, a few weeks earlier this year, I was just little by little taking notes, doodling, coming up with ideas. And I thought of different options as far as like projecting something on um, the front of the house or maybe a part of the side of the house or maybe a gr- the garage door or something. And then making that interactive somehow, either through um, maybe computer vision or motion detection through infrared sensors or through uh, maybe pressure-sensitive ground pads. And, you know, in any case, you've got some input on the system that would get processed by the, you know, something that was running a simulation to display. And then that affects what gets put on the projector. Okay. And so I, I came up with some, some interesting ideas as far as, you know, ways to maybe digitally fling or uh, march along with pumpkins and stuff like that. And, and maybe how could that be partially a physical experience and whatnot? Not actually lobbing real pumpkins around, but what would would provide the like maybe an illusion that a pumpkin landed uh, ten feet away? How could I how could I make something sound like that, and just give a little more of that um, physicality to the experience and uh, being immersed where a big space there is stuff happening somehow. The thing is, um, some of these skills I I am confident and comfortable in, in making happen and others I'm still early in developing. So that project is a little bit um, 
little bit, quite, it's a stretch in my, for, to, for being feasible for me to do solo. And, uh, and especially in a tight time frame. So then I started to, um, you know, I just, that was noodling and it was in the back of my head, but then fast forward where I had recently assembled some furniture and I had cardboard left over and just looking at this cardboard and how there was flat panels of it. And there was also these sort of pseudo cardboard boards where they're a little bit, they're thick like a brick, but really long like a board. And it's like this, it's meant to, to protect the package from, from certain bumps and be able be able to absorb them and stuff. But then if this cardboard isn't bumped, it's still pretty sturdy. And uh, I saw how it could represent the thickness, different thicknesses of branches. So somehow the tree, I was like, oh, they're like, this cardboard could become a tree. What would that be like? Hey, wait a minute. What if I made an interactive tree for Halloween? So some more doodling and thinking about that and going through a phase of, well, I could try to make it kind of a physical digital puppet and do some, um, you know, some uh, work with servos and motors and whatnot and have that run by, you know, one of the boards I have laying around that um, or, or, you know, for like, a, what are the Python boards I have laying around or the... Uh, um, uh, Arduino, or of course, Raspberry Pi. And that is still daunting. So making it that physical was maybe maybe not, not that great for the time frame I had available. So then I backed off and I thought, okay, what if I make this hybrid, uh, more digital thing where, okay, I'll put a screen in sort of a knot hole in the tree. And in fact, I have some laptop screens around that I've recovered from old laptops. So, um, you know, Hey, like, I think I'd give a shout out to this project when I mentioned, um, the old laptop stuff in the Psyduck post recently, um, because I used an an old laptop speaker to help bring Psyduck back into, um, functioning. And well, so it seemed like maybe maybe I've got something feasible, doable, and and um, and not really expensive because I'm using stuff I have on hand, um, by and large. And so uh, you know, off I go. I I was able. To, I got the the sort of the the core of the tree built. So there's somewhere to mount the screen and pop it in and out. There is some. There is a the the, the knot hole and in this interesting sort of uh, angle twisted. Uh, tree trunk with some branches coming out of it, but but not done. It, there's more to do with the with the roots. There's more to do with the branches in the trunk itself and uh, expanding it. But this project and and I also did did more blueprinting, figuring out some of the how I you know how do I want to solve problems about uh, the input and getting stuff to happen on the screen. And the gist of it is, I think I would use. Um, uh, p5.js running in a web page to do some basic animation and listen on a web socket for a server in Python running Flask that would um, you know communicate with the web page that would be displayed on the monitor in full screen using um, the version of Chrome that runs on um, the uh, the Raspberry Pi. Um, Oh gosh, the OS name is escaping me right now, but it's the flavor of Debian that runs on the Raspberry Pi. Um, and 
anyway, so the, all this stuff, like I just kind of connected a lot of dots on paper where I see where I could make this happen. So I did enough of the, the conceptual problem solving and I think I see a finish line with this project. Um, and, and especially when I've, I've had this big prototyped part of the tree in my house now for weeks and weeks. And so it makes it feel pretty real or worked in work in progressy. But I've had a, I had a project competing for this same chunk of time. So the Halloween tree, uh, well, it needed to wait while I had actual Halloween costume props to build. And I built, uh, two large paintbrushes, two large paint rollers, and, uh, four ink tanks to help me, my wife and my kiddos, uh, be inkling, uh, squid characters from the video games platoon. Well, that took a lot longer than I expected. Just sort of making those things tough enough, convincing enough, and uh, just even figuring out how I wanted to do to go about it. And those um, just were more important because even though it's not like we were all paying clients for those props and stuff, it was a family project with a family with a deadline. Right? We were going to a few events, and we wanted to be ready. Halloween tree. Mm here's the thing. It doesn't have to get just recycled yet. It's still around and I've got more building to do with it. Plenty more. It's still, a f- I'm, I'm excited about the project. I just need to change the theme. No problem. Easy peasy. I'm going to switch it to either a holiday tree or a magical tree, just a generally, you know, interactive magical tree. It's, if you encounter this thing, in a forest, it's the kind of tree that would talk back at you and uh, and do different things in response to you somehow. And that would be probably just through a couple of sensors, maybe pressure sensor um, or two on the ground, and then um, a couple of uh, motion sensors. So, um, feels feasible, feels very doable, uh, just needs some more time. So that one I'm, I'm going to keep around and and we'll uh, come back to it. And hopefully I will have an update to share with you in the coming months and when the magical tree is ready to share. So this has been the Polytechnicast and I am Rob Stenzinger and I, I make and teach and coach. I make and, and teach and coach things related to interactive design, uh, making uh, decisions collaboratively and doing things with applied research so that you have a um, just a helpful, inclusive, robust way to um, make evidence-informed choices about what you're building and making and all that. And including stuff like just you as an individual, like, it, like the kind of the, the career and creative projects that you're deciding on next. And I help with all that stuff. Uh, um, and so, yep, workshops uh, available and uh, in, in my Gumroad store, and also you, you can find some of my workshops on Skillshare as well. Some easy links to all that at uh, robstenzinger.com, and an easy link for my coaching where if you'd like to just sort of think through and experience what, what it's like to have someone listen really deeply to what, with what you're working on and um, make this kind of conversation, a certain flavor of consulting where it's not about someone giving you the answers because what's important is about you um, just 
designing your way forward, but then someone's there to help. And it's easy to get stuck alone. And it's a lot harder to get stuck when you're working with a coach. If you want to try that out, you can go to the easy link, robcoach.me and sign up for a free discovery session. It's a half hour session where you get to experience what coaching is really like and the kinds of things that you would want to um, see uh, worked through and uh, brought about the kind of change you're working to build and uh, make that part of your goals for coaching. Now, um, if you have reactions to this and questions and stuff, I'd love to hear it just to hit me up in the social spaces as Rob Stenzinger and, uh, or via old fashioned email. I am Rob Stenzinger. Nope. I am Rob at shields Thank you very much for listening.